I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. on the fourth and one really that's what we want to talk about well okay but you asked for it good morning to you good monday morning i'm dan kovacevic of dk pittsburgh sports and this is daily shot of steelers it comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball i also offer up daily shots of penguins and pirates where you found this the Steelers lost to the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, that still doesn't roll off the tongue, right? By a score of 26 to 17 in their home opener yesterday at Heinz Field. And it wasn't much fun. The offense wasn't any good. The defense lost two more players, TJ Watt and Tyson Alualu, won their best player at any position, the other one for what looks like a very long time, on top of already having been without Joe Hayden and Devin Bush. And the whole thing, honestly, it just had a lousy feel. You know, even when the Steelers were behind by a couple of points, there was never that sense that there was in Buffalo, where they started to get things right and This was going to be another one of those rallies. And yeah, I know there were some moments, the 52-yard pass to Chase Claypool, the first touchdown of Najee Harris's NFL career, and it it still, it just, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. This, This wasn't going anywhere. This wasn't their day. A lot of things went wrong. And yet, not at all, to my surprise... Almost everything was placed on the head coach. That's how it goes. That is the state of Steelers Nation after 10 years and only three playoff victories. I get that part. I get that part. He'll get very little credit when they do well, and he will get almost all of the blame when they don't. I actually genuinely swear to you that I get that even respect it. But when it all came down to fourth and one and Tomlin's decision to punt from the Pittsburgh 34 with 8.36 remaining in the game and the Raiders ahead by a score of 23 to 14, you know, I got to kind of 
put some reality back into this. Because I didn't like the call, but I'm also, at least I'd like to think that I am, objective enough to see that it had almost no real impact on the outcome. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees at Point Park. Choose when and how you'd like to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format works best for you. Learn more about all of this at pointpark.edu. I'm going to go back through that setup here. It's fourth and one. The Steelers are at their 34-yard line. The scoreboard shows the Raiders up 23-14. to 14. The clock shows 8.36 remaining. So you have a nine-point deficit. You have eight and a half minutes left. You need two scores. Stop right there. Stop right there. If you're going to criticize the head coach in that setting, then you can begin, I think by criticizing him for not trying for two points whenever the Steelers got that touchdown earlier in the quarter from Najee. Instead, they went for the PAT. That put them within two points, which is a strange point to want. And you have an offense, in particular an offensive coordinator, who's got five zillion plays once you get near the goal line, as we saw earlier from that really nice inside handoff to Juju Smith-Schuster for a touchdown. Why not go for two there? That's valid criticism. Haven't heard it from hardly any direction. Instead, we're getting to the fourth and one. The Steelers need two scores. So here's what happens. Presley Harvin comes out. Had a great game, by the way if you're looking for any kind of positives. And he punts the ball 58 yards, pins the Raiders back at their eight-yard line. The Raiders come out. They get a first down right off the bat, 11-yard run. But then it's one, two, three, and out, and they punt the ball back to the Steelers. So here's what's lost in the equation for the Steelers. They were at their 34 when they punted. They're now at their own 32-yard line following Ray Ray McLeod's 15-yard return of the punt. The clock went from 8.36 when Harvin punted to 5.51. The Steelers' offense came back onto the field. So they lost a total of two yards and a little more than two minutes. But they still had 5.51 on the clock to get two scores. Now, before I go any further here, this is what Tomlin had to say about his decision. Punt 
on that fourth and one and whether or not he had entertained going for it. I did, but uh, I felt comfortable with our ability to stop him. I wanted to play the field position game, and um, I think we punted it and stopped him. Okay, so he thought about it, decided against it, went ahead and punted. One more time, the Steelers lost two yards of field position and two minutes and change off the clock. And they didn't have a great drive that followed, but they got what they needed out of it. They got a 56-yard field goal out of Chris Boswell that accounted for one of the two scores that they'd need. And on top of that, they didn't use much time. They took the ball at 551, and Boswell's kick went through the uprights at 347, like a minute and a half. And they achieved, through that drive, exactly what they would have wanted to achieve had they made it on fourth and one. Whether it was going to be a touchdown or a field goal didn't matter. Whether it was going to happen at the five-minute mark or the 347 mark wasn't going to matter. I don't believe there's any chance they would have had three cracks at scoring drives. I just don't. I just don't. Not the way Derek Carr was moving the ball. Not the way the Steelers had lost half their defense. They weren't going to get three separate cracks at two scoring drives. And as it turns out, sure enough, the Raiders do get the ball back on the kickoff. They start out at their 27-yard line. Carr throws deep for 25 yards. There's another run for 13 yards. They keep going, they keep going, and then there's a field goal. And then the game is over. This was with 24 seconds left. The game was out of reach. There wasn't anything else to it. The punt changed nothing in either direction. I am here to swear to you that there is a long list of stuff that I didn't like about the coaching in this game in general on the Pittsburgh side. But to take the fourth and one and inflate it into something that it very clearly wasn't makes no sense. And don't give me any intangibles, please, about, you know, oh, we need to show that we're this or we're that. You know what? The time to show something, especially as it relates to the running game and the offensive line and whatever else, had long since passed. This wasn't the time to make a statement. This was the time to go with whatever was actually happening in the game right in front of your eyes. The Steelers' offense hadn't earned that opportunity. And even that, I'm not saying, is an intangible. The Steelers' defense was half gone. So if the Steelers don't make it, and I'm going to repeat that this was at their own 34-yard line, that fourth and one, if they don't make it, Derek Carr gets the ball. And all he's got to do is get another first down. And the Raiders are up 26-14. to Now they're up 
12 points. The Steelers don't just need two scores. They need two touchdowns if they don't make it on that fourth and one. Did anybody actually think this through whenever they got mad about it? I'm going to say this for the millionth time. I totally understand that a lot of this fan base is fed up with this head coach. And I understand why. I really, really do. But man, save it for the stuff that sticks, you know? Because this definitely did not. When we come back, just one question. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That comes on this program, always courtesy of the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG, they represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers, meaning they're among the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania for over 15 years now. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Jimena Suarez in Mexico City. And she asks, Ben took 10 hits on this game. Do you think the Steelers might ever consider not starting him in a game they think Mason Rudolph could handle so that Ben's body doesn't have to take so much punishment? I don't believe that you'll ever see that with this head coach, not just as it's related to Ben, but to any player. I don't think you're ever going to see Tomlin become gun-shy about using players, whether they're young or old, based on fear of injury. And this kind of swings me back, of course, to the opening segment and the whole... We don't live in our fears. We don't live in our fears, which is what everybody has to bring up every time Tomlin decides to punt on fourth and short or whatever else here. 
But that really is the approach. Ben signed up for this. Ben's getting paid, even though he took a pay cut, an awful lot of money for this. Ben's going to be out there. Look, he may not. What has to happen here isn't worrying about the quarterback getting broken. Uh, he did take some hits. Uh, we asked him about it afterward, and he kind of shrugged it off to an extent. He acknowledged that they happened, and that was about it. What the Steelers need to achieve here when it comes to Ben and the offensive line and the running game and everything else that's really going wrong for this team that's not the head coach calling for a punt on fourth and one in his own territory is they have to block better. They just do. They just do. This isn't more complicated than that. There's a reason that I, and I'm guessing you and probably everybody, has been so obsessed with the offensive line all through this offseason, continuing right through OTA's minicamp, training camp, preseason, and now this. Because nothing works without it. Mason wouldn't work without it, him and those happy feet. He absolutely would not do well behind this offensive line. Najee, we've seen, can be, as advertised, dangerous with the football in space. But you got to give him some space. There's got to be something there. This offense has multiple shortcomings. I'm not absolving anybody, including Najee, and by the way, including Matt Canada and including Mike Tomlin. And I'll even save a special mention here for Chase Claypool, who was targeted nine times and caught the ball three times. Yeah, one of them was the 52-yarder, and it looks really good, and he can prance and everything else when it's done. But dude's got to fight for the football, you know? And he doesn't more often than not. You gotta fight for the thing. You gotta come to it. You gotta put your hands around it like it matters to you and squeeze the thing. Even if you get hit, even if it's a cheap shot, as one of them was whenever he tried to catch a ball. But even that, even a clay pool breakthrough like a lot of us have been hoping for for a while now, even that won't make the difference that a competent, functional NFL offensive line will. And the sooner that all of us get past silly little stuff here, I'm not talking about you, Jimena, I'm talking mostly back again about this fourth and one thing, the, the, the sooner that we get past talking about goofy stuff like that, We'll get right back on the real subject at hand. And that is that offensive line. Oh, 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 and also how you're going to replace as many as five, count them, five defensive starters. I don't care that it's the Bengals next week. That's a lot, a lot, a lot of talent to be replacing. Let's, you know, let's talk about the stuff that's real. Real. I appreciate the question, Jimena. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers 
And we'll, we're going to do this again tomorrow. The sun will come up. I know everybody's upset and disappointed and everything else here, but this was the same team that went up there and did what they did in Buffalo. And they they got beat here. They got beat by a team that, by the way, played pretty well, especially, especially Carr. Let's do it again tomorrow. <laughs>